everybody, it's Monday. We are going to talk about how to pass NCLEX. And our topic for today is cervical cancer, which is important because this is a topic that I normally don't discuss specifically. So it's exclusive on the social media platforms. That's why it's so important for you guys to follow me, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah. I also have this coming up, which is super fun. Seven days of NCLEX is kicking off the day after Christmas. So we're literally one week away from seven days of NCLEX. And this is just a power packed NCLEX review, guys. Let me tell you, let me tell you this. Not only not only are we doing seven days of an NCLEX review, we're going to be kicking it like real clinical style this year as we prepare for next gen. And then also we are going to have the workbook. You've been asking me about the workbook. The workbook is coming out tonight. Now, don't look at the cover. This is my cover, but let me let me tell you the workbook. So inside of this workbook, let me Vanna White this thing because I have it. You're going to get the schedule, right? the calendar. I'm talking all about V2. Every day you will know what time you show up and your patient assignment. Remember, I said seven days of NCLEX this year is clinicals. So you're getting a report. You're going to get a report from a nurse every night and you're going to take your report notes on here and then bam, this is yours. This is the first shift and the first shift will consist of your patient's information. Your first patient is uh, Robert Hughes. He's coming in and you will be his nurse for the night. And I got a lot of questions about this patient. And based off the information that I give you, this is going to be whether you will determine every night whether you are a safe nurse or not. So um, when, when, you get the, when you get the workbook tonight, you'll be able to see the patient. You'll be able to see the questions that I asked you. But like, yeah, every shift. So your second shift Second shift, you have a 55-year-old male patient. His name is Mark Grant. This is his electronic health record. And these things all come from the V2. So I told you guys, this is what is going to make the difference for a lot of you. Even if you're taking this offering of NCLEX, being able to support yourself clinically through a patient assignment is key. I mean, it's what it is about. And this is going to be a good time. So... Sign up seven days of NCLEX. If you have not signed up for it, go ahead and sign up for it. The workbook will be out tonight. I will do a separate live just to let you guys know when it's out. RemarNurse.com forward slash seven days. And as a special gift to you guys, we are also, not only are we doing this, but we're also giving um, the workbook, like I said, which will be out tonight. And then also everybody's, who signs up for seven days of NCLEX is getting my ultimate NCLEX study package for 2023 and beyond. And it's 37 pages of next gen content. Okay. So these are the things that like nobody's giving out right now. Like people are trying to sell this stuff to you guys. I am giving you the secret sauce. I'm giving you the secret sauce to next gen through the free guide. And then in addition to that, if you guys follow me on the social media platforms, we're also giving away $200 every night to a Remar nurse. Guys, this is where it's at for the holiday season. If you are studying 
to pass your NCLEX exam, you need to keep it locked at remarnurse.com because we have all the gifts for you guys, okay? I'll talk more about it later on, but yes, so much good stuff. This is the season that you need to be tapped into remarnurse.com because we have the gifts. Okay, let's get into our topic for today. This is cervical cancer. As you are driving to work or vibing or just tapping in, we're going to talk about this topic. Now, cervical cancer, ah, Ghana, shout out to my nurses in Ghana. I love to see you guys here. That's amazing. And Margaret, you say I have my 2023 ultimate NGN guide. Yes. Hey, amazing. Amazing. So happy to see you guys all showing up for class on today. We're talking about cervical cancer. This is a type of cancer that affects the female reproductive system, specifically the cervix. And with cancer, remember, cancer is a disease in which the cells in the body, they begin to grow out of control. And cancer is usually named for the part of the body and where it starts, okay? Um, even if it spreads to other parts of the body, it usually starts somewhere. So we know that the cervix is what's connected to the birth canal or the vagina, and it is essentially the upper part of the uterus. It's like the neck, right? So um, cervical cancer is because the cancer is starting, initiating in the cervix. And really, if you are a woman, you are at risk for a, cer a cervical type of cancer. And it is, it is the most common type of cancer in women. And it is related to an, an infection of the HPV virus, right? The human papillomavirus. So this is the main cause of cervix cancer. And cervical cancer is considered a sexually transmitted disease or sexually transmitted virus because it is transmitted from person to person during sexual intercourse. So at least half of all sexually active people will have HPV at some point in their lives. So here we go, right? The risk factors, we've discussed them already. We have um, a, a history of HPV infections. Also smoking. Usually if we're studying something, smoking is either a risk factor or exacerbates the exacerbates the condition. Prolonged use of birth control pills, multiple births. Okay, and when I say prolonged use of birth control pills, uh, I'm I'm talking five years or more. Okay, or having given birth to three or more children, and then multiple sexual partners, multiple sexual partners. Okay. Early stage cervical cancer generally produces no signs or symptoms, meaning that you won't know that you have it in the beginning. However, signs and symptoms of more advanced cervical cancer include vaginal bleeding after intercourse or, or between uh, menstruation, or even if you have vaginal bleeding after menopause when you are not expected to have any bleeding at all, 
because you've gone through the process of menopause, if you start having some bleeding, again, that could be an indication of cervical cancer. Um, also, vaginal discharge is bloody or heavy. Maybe it may have a foul odor. Just changes, changes, changes um, to your female reproductive system should always alert for additional evaluation. We're going to do some NCLEX questions about cervical cancer in a little bit. And we definitely will be talking about the prevention of cervical cancer and what that looks like from a primary, secondary, and tertiary standpoint. And primary, secondary, tertiary prevention needs to be understood for NCLEX in general. Even apart from cancer, um, you need to understand what those principles looks, look like. So we're going to focus in for cervical cancer, but think very big picture here, okay? So um, primary prevention. Let's look at the age range. So you would be doing primary prevention for someone who does not have the issue. And so because all women are at risk for cervical cancer, you start primary prevention early. So what that looks like is in, in little girls ages 9 to 13, uh, you want to begin at this age because ideally they're not sexually active, right? And we know HPV is a sexually transmitted virus. So we would be doing as primary prevention this vaccination that is recommend, recommended for HPV. And it's recommended for girls and boys as appropriate. Um, but the idea is that actually you are initiating this before sexual activity. Also, healthy sexuality education for boys and girls is important too. Now, we have to make sure that our education is age appropriate, but the idea would be reducing the risk of HPV transmission. And not only HPV transmission, but other sexually transmitted diseases such as HIV too, because HIV can also increase your risk for HPV. So um, promotion of condoms, um, as well as male circumcision, if it's relevant and appropriate, okay? And we are going to move on to the secondary prevention column. And this is secondary prevention as recommended by the public health system, right? So with secondary prevention, the goal is to decrease the incidence and prevalence of cervical cancer and the immortality of it, right? So we're trying to intercept the progression of the precancerous state. So secondary prevention is about stopping something from getting worse. So, or recognizing something that's already there. So when you think about secondary prevention, kind of think about, ah, the person has the thing now. So how do we find it? How do we detect it? Okay. So we have screening and treatments. Yeah. Screening and treatments as needed. So screening, any woman that is over the age of 30, any woman that's over the age of 30 should be screened because remember cervical cancer in the beginning is asymptomatic, asymptomatic. Uh, we also want to uh, we, we also want to, you know, use the, the, the lowest 
lowest cost technologies to, to get this condition recognized because if something is expensive, then it's, it's more likely not going to be pursued. Okay. And then there's many different types of HPV. All right. So understanding the different types, we don't have to have this memorized for NCLEX at all. I'm just letting you guys know that there are 16, 18, 31, 33. There's many different types of HPV. All right. But the idea is the idea is how does how does um, the screening work in this instance? Why is it so important to our patients and why you as nurses have to be able to communicate that? OK, there's many different types of HPV. And we want to make sure that if a person is high risk category, they are being screened and then certainly they're being treated. OK, Tertiary, tertiary prevention, really, um, here we're talking about another woman over 30. Remember, they have it. And with tertiary prevention, you are trying to reduce the mortality of the thing. You are trying to reduce the number of people who die from it because you already have it. We just don't want you to die. We want you to have a very um, quality of life, even though you suffer from this thing. So what does that look like? Tertiary prevention, we are referring, we are referring the patient to um, treatment, okay? Uh, so we have ablative surgery, radiotherapy, chemotherapy. When you have advanced cancer, usually it's going to involve tissues beyond the cervix and into the pelvic area. With whenever, whenever you have cancer, you may be worried about it metastasizing. So we want to minimize the suffering, all right? And if we cannot stop a terminal progression, we want to incorporate palliative care, palliative treatment, and tertiary facilities, okay? Because we, we want to definitely relieve uh, the pain and, and suffering, all right? Mm. Okay. Our Screening tests. Okay. Can anybody say the first screening test? <laughs> All right. The Papanicola. Okay. Papanicola. There we go. Test. How many times do we say that ever? We always just call it a pap smear, but Papanicola test. Or pap smear is used to let the physician know, hey, if there are cell changes to the cervix. So this is where you take a plastic or a little metal um, speculum, you widen out the vaginal cavity and you and you go around the cervix using a little, little brush, little scraper, get those cells off, send them for, um, send them for testing, send them for testing. Okay. And the HPV test specifically looks at the human papillomavirus to look for those cells. So if you have cervical cancer, you are going to get surgery if the cancerous tissue is in a place that it can be removed. Chemotherapy. Chemotherapy is considered a medication and it is used to kill cancer cells. However, it will not only kill cancer cells, what other cells are chemotherapy going to destroy? 
Yeah, that is the teaching point with chemotherapy is that it will wipe out the immune system. Radiation, radiation. Um, radiation is also used to destroy cancer cells as well. It is just using a different formula to do it. So you're going to use basically high-powered energy beams such as x-rays or protons, depending on the type of radiation, to kill those cells. And then immunotherapy. This is a, a drug treatment that helps your immune system to fight, to fight cancer. Okay. Nursing responsibilities for us as nurses, what is important? What do we need to do? So very, the most important thing is if there is cervical cancer, the early that we, the earlier we, that we detect it, the more important it is for the woman to be able to receive treatment, stay up to date on the best types of treatment so that she can have a better quality of life. And nurses, we provide a lot of that information for the patient to make that decision. Definitely, cancer is so scary. So number two, listening to the client's fears and concerns and offering reassurance when appropriate. Three, encourage the client to use relaxation techniques to promote comfort during the diagnostic testing. And then four, monitor the client's response to the therapy. Okay, how, how is the client doing? We're going to be looking at pap tests and biopsies. And then also watch for complications related to the therapy. And these are these are mostly what the patient is going to tell you is happening to them. Right. So you are getting th that information from the patients. Yes, we're going to monitor labs. OK, um, and vital signs. We need to understand the the treatment regimen so that we can make the, the adequate fluid and nutritional changes. That's something that is um, I think could be better in cancer care is making sure that the patients are eating right and getting the, the appropriate hydration that they need. But that's another story. Okay. Um, explain any surgical or therapeutic procedures to the client. Number nine is review the possible complications of the therapy that's ordered. A lot of education when it comes to cancer for nurses. Um, we're reminding the client what to look out for, adverse effects. Okay. 11, educate the client about the condition and treatment. And 12, you got to come back. The follow-up visits. It's so hard. It's so hard to get patients to come back for follow-up visits. Oh, <laughs> they come once and then they don't want to come back. They don't want more bad news. It's like that at the dentist too. How many people hate going to the dentist? Is it? Yeah. All right. So here's our NCLEX questions. Pow, how to pass NCLEX. We did the content. Now we have four questions and it will be on it will be on, da, 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 da. it's, it's going to be on, on, on YouTube. I'm holding y'all to the fire today. All right. So first question is this, the nurse is assessing a 49-year-old female client with a diagnosis of cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. Which among the findings suggest the condition? Okay. Is it number one, bronze? skin pigmentation, two, unusual vaginal bleeding, three, clubbing of the fingers, or four, 
a positive Homan sign. Come on in because we are, at this point, we're reviewing, we are reviewing the content that we already studied. Okay, I think I like it when we're all on the same page. That's my goal. I'm watching with you guys on YouTube and we have 33 likes on the video. We have 181 people watching. So if we can get the 75 likes, we're gonna unlock the bonus questions, but it is on you, YouTube. We got 33 likes, we gotta get to 75. That's my challenge for you today. Are you gonna be naughty or nice about this? Okay, correct answer is number two. Yes, I like it when, when Facebook and YouTube is on the same page. Cervical cancer is a type of cancer that occurs in the cells of the cervix, which is the lower part of the uterus that connects to the vad, uh, to the vagina. Early stage cervical cancer generally produces no signs or symptoms. We talked about that. However, signs and symptoms at more advanced cervical cancer include vaginal bleeding, vaginal bleeding, watery vaginal bleeding, heavy and foul odor, and pelvic pain. Okay, that's how I want you guys to think about that. Okay. All right, question number two. Let's see if we can all be on one accord here. Mm -hmm. Which of the following factors increases the risk of having cervical cancer? Which among the following factors increases the risk of having cervical cancer? Is it number one? Is it going to be number one recurring human papillomavirus infections, two, having hypertension, three, eating foods high in fat, or four, frequent sore throat. What said you guys, which of the following is a risk factor? Okay. And once again, we are on the same page. I love it. This is a great Monday so far. I got to keep going. Number one, yeah, the HPV infections. Among all, almost all, almost all cervical cancers are caused by HPV. Yeah. Other things I could have said was smoking, having HIV, okay, um, using birth control pills or giving birth to three or more children. Question number three, Nurse May is explaining to her colleague about the different preventions for cervical cancer. What type of prevention um, is when the nurse actively promotes HPV vaccination for girls from nine to 13 years of age before they initiate sexual activity? Is it primary prevention, secondary prevention, tertiary prevention, or comprehensive prevention. Come on, you guys have literally been two for two. Let's make this three for three. I don't want not one person to not get this right. I want everybody to be on the same page. Hey, it's looking like we're on the same page today. And we got 65 likes on this video. So we only need 10 more. So if you have not liked this video on YouTube, just go like it. We're just 10 away. We're 10 away. And everybody, oh, we have one person. One person is not picking primary. Please switch your answer. Correct answer is primary prevention. Primary prevention. This aims to reduce the risk of HPV infection by actively promoting these interventions. So remember, primary prevention, 
was the vaccinations. Because remember, then you won't get it. We're trying to stop the, the patient from getting it. Okay. Fourth question before I do my final check to see if we got 75 likes today. What type of prevention is happening when the nurse reinforces the need for screening tests for all women 30 to 49 years of age to identify precancerous lesions? Okay. Is it number one, primary, two, secondary, three, tertiary, or for comprehensive prevention. What say if you guys? What say if you guys? Ah, we're mixed. We are. Are we? Are we on the same page? Is this? Are we on the right? Mm. Okay, we're talking about prevention and when the nurse reinforces the need for screening. Come on, guys. <laughs> all right, for all women thirty to forty-nine years of age, you got it. You got it. Y'all got it today. Ah, I love a good content review. Okay, there's maybe a couple people that don't got it. But let me show you the answer. The correct answer is indeed going to be, this is secondary prevention. When the public health goal is to decrease the incidence and prevalence of cervical cancer and the associated mortality of it. Yeah, by, remember, we're trying to get in front of it. We're trying to identify it, screening and treating. Okay. Now let us look. Let me look here and let's see if we got it. Okay. Check in. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, we did get it. Woo. Okay. Okay. 96 likes. You guys have succeeded and surpassed the expectations. Shout out to YouTube. Y'all always hold us down. I, I'd be afraid for Facebook. I don't know, but YouTube... You guys keep it real. Here we go. So uh, you did. You unlocked the bonus question. Good job, Remark nurses. You did it. You did it for us today. So here is the, here's the question. Here we go. Question number five. Uh-huh. Mrs. Gregg is admitted in the gynecology ward due to unusual vaginal bleeding. The nurse made assessments and referred the findings to an oncologist for further medical management. What type of prevention does the nurse exhibit? Mm. Is this primary? Is this secondary? Is this tertiary? Or is this comprehensive? So if you guys had to pick between secondary or tertiary, what would you pick? And this is tricky because... The findings, okay, with secondary and tertiary, you're both working under the assumption that the patient has it, okay? So this is where it's tricky because you have the patient having the thing already. <laughs> yeah. So what do you say? Is this secondary? Um... I would let this marinate for a second. I see the answers on the screen. Okay, okay. Okay, I'm going to put you guys out of the time period. I'm moving you into a different time. Okay, so here it is. The correct answer, if you picked tertiary, you did get this right. And I wasn't able to distract you because, yeah. With tertiary, 
you want to decrease the number of deaths. So tertiary is we're looking to make referrals. Anytime you see a, like a referral to something, it is absolutely going to be tertiary because what you're doing is you are already having the diagnosis. You made it in the right time. You caught it. That's secondary, right? So now we need to explore the extent of it. We want to make sure that we're not uh, allowing further complications to come. So good job to you guys. They did very well. Cervical cancer, the content, and then the questions. That's the process. That's why when you guys are in V2, do the lectures first and then go into the question bank. That's why it's a better review because we combined for V2 your question bank with your lectures this time. Ah, and if you want to do next gen, that's there for you too. So it's like bam, bam, bam. All right, here is your Monday motivation. You're either going to run or you're going to learn. You're going to run and you're going to learn. This is my experience, okay? So many of us have encountered these dark, scary experiences. I'm transitioning. We're into Monday motivation right now. Follow me here. And, and sometimes, you know, these things, they even, they're, they're like chasing us down. They're hunting us in our present. They won't stay in the past. Even right now, you may be struggling with a thought or an experience. You just can't let go. Like, it, it just keeps coming up. For some of you, it's test anxiety. For other of you, it may be like, you know, bad encounters you've had, scary situations in the past. And those things won't stay in the past. They just, they, they, they rise up. They cause you to have anxiety. Ah, oh, it's all kinds of things, right? I'm just... Very simply, let me tell you this devastating story. You may know it, you may not know it. But anyways, Simba was once a cub and he lived with his dad, Mufasa. These are these are like real characters, okay, in my mind. His dad told him soon, right, all the lands reached by light will be his. Simba was ready to take it all from his dad, okay, um, but he must not go out of their specific territory. This was a life lesson. Listen to your fathers, okay? Mufasa, he was a great dad. However, Simba didn't like to do what his parents said, and he was manipulated by his uncle. We'll get into that later. Uncle has some issues, mental health, not really dealt with as a, mm, just this is what happens in families, real life families. So anyways, Simba watched his daddy die. All right. And so that traumatic experience caused him to run. OK. Um, and so he completely ran away from where he was supposed to be, completely ran away from, um, you know, his calling, his inheritance. And he lived like other animals and not like a lion should. OK. And some of you guys right now, you're not living as a nurse you're living as somebody pretending to be something that they're not, okay? And so he was afraid by what happened in his past. And so he blamed himself, right? And he had the two choices that you guys have right now this week. You either gonna run from your past or you're gonna learn from it. At the end of this Disney movie, he did go back. He did, he did overcome his past. He took hold of his inheritance. He beat that crazy uncle and he brought light back to the pride, okay? And I say all this to say that people are making millions of dollars off of your story right now. This is nothing but the story of something bad happening to a person, that person running away from it, 
not dealing with it, but knowing that they cannot live in that runaway comfort zone place because they don't belong there. Everywhere they go, it's like, what are you doing here? You're a lion. Why aren't you doing what lions do? And in your life, people are like, what are you still doing working at Walmart? Ah, you still, why aren't you being a nurse? You're a nurse. You can't get away from it. You're watching me on Mondays, just like Regina, I just need to do this. This is your story. It's a Disney movie. And so what happens is in our life, when we choose to run from things, right, and we don't choose to move forward, we begin to live with pain and we begin to feel like cowards. But honestly, I'm telling you this Monday motivation, if you have the determination to change, it will be better and you will have peace. Okay. And yes, you have to take that you have to take that leap of faith, that courage. You have to do it. You can do it. Because you know what? If you don't, your mistakes in the past will continue to have life, right? They won't stay in the past. You won't be able to run from them. And you have to learn from it so that it doesn't happen again. It's like you have this fear and like you're running from something and you look back and you think it's still there. And so you keep on running from it. Every time you look back, you feel like it's there. But I promise you, if you just stop and turn around, there's nothing there. There's literally nothing there. That's the problem with anxiety. It's an overreaction to a, a regular thing. Like, so what? You're afraid of the exam. It is a big exam. You, you failed the exam. It is a big exam. But when we have this anxiety that's like huge, like it paralyzes us, we get shaky and afraid every time we think about it. We get headaches. We don't want to do it. We get anxiety. That's an overreaction. Okay. It is because at the end of the day, you're better than any test. At the end of the day, whether you pass NCLEX or not, you're still an amazing, incredibly intelligent person who you've already graduated nursing school. You've already been through nursing school. So you absolutely can pass this test. You absolutely can pass it. And guess what? Even if you pass NCLEX, that doesn't mean you're going to be a great nurse. There are many nurses that have passed NCLEX that are straight trash as nurses, like not good at all, not friendly, not helpful, not caring, not compassionate, but they passed NCLEX, okay? So let's keep this test in perspective. Is it a big deal? Yes. Is it life or death? No, never, never. So we're just going to take it and pass it, okay? All right, so that's what I want you to do. Now, at the end of all this, I want you to keep your eyes open for opportunities for you to build your confidence and do very well. An opportunity that's coming up is the what? Is, let me go back one. Is this one. It's the seven days of NCLEX that's coming up the day after Christmas. Hey, you got to get on this. You have to get on this opportunity train because it's coming and it is a free NCLEX review. Okay, so remarnurse.com forward slash seven days. That is your assignment. If you have done nothing else, I am giving you this event to take hold of. This is your holiday gift for me. $200 I'm giving away every night. Um, also, I'm giving you guys the next gen 
ultimate study package just for signing up. That's it. Just for signing up, you will get this right to your email. You can print it out. You can study it. It's case studies in there, questions, everything. And also, I want you to sign up today if you have not, because on this night, I am dropping the, um, the workbook for you guys, okay? And so with that workbook, you're going to get seven nursing shifts every night. This is the workbook. All right, seven nursing shifts. We're going to be looking at electronic health record every night. So there's literally, and then on the seventh shift, there's a surprise. I'm not even telling you guys the surprise on the seventh shift, but every night. Okay, so like on the fourth shift, I got to go to. All right, so fourth shift, your patient is Gabriella McKenzie. And I don't have, um, I don't have her full report because I told you a nurse is going to give the report. But um, the nurse's note says here, child appears clean dressed appropriately for the weather, eyes downward, being held by father, but does not seem affectionate towards him, will not bear weight on right leg. Child stated she fell at the playground, multiple bruises on back, various stages of healing, swelling noted on right leg, no protruding bones visible, okay? So this is your nurse's note. These are the doctor's orders. These are the patient's vital signs. And your Henrietta Clark gave the report. So this is going to be a great day. This is going to be a great day, guys. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Sign up. Seven days of NCLEX, guys. I got to get out of here. I will see you later. Remember, you can, you will, and you Hey, it's the seven days of NCLEX. Are you ready for this special holiday event? It is seven whole days of a free nursing review. And if you have a little elf like me, this is the perfect opportunity because we're going to do it right online. You don't have to leave your home. Hey, what's better than your nursing license? What is better than your nursing license? Can you tell me anything? We want you to sign up for it. <laughs> Bring your little elf if you have to. We're all real people. We want to see you succeed. So sign up. Hit the link below.